My name is Kyle Miller Shawnee. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm a white cisgendered queer man living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with my husband and our three adorable cats. I invite you to join with me as we listen to the words that we call scripture, reading from the first letter of John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a sibling in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and God knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from God whatever we ask because we obey God's commandments and do what pleases them. And this is God's commandment that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. All who obey God's commandments abide in them, and they abide with us. And by this we know that God abides in us, by the Spirit that God has given us. May the Spirit bless this reading. I wrestle with this text. On the surface, I feel a slight temptation to take it at face value. We ought to lay down our lives for one another, says the writer of the letter. And yet, what liberation does this commandment give those like me whose families consider conversion therapy long before they consider addressing systematic family-derived and directed homophobia. What liberation does this text offer our black trans sisters who face fatal abuse from their neighbors, employers, their families, even their spouses? What is liberative about this text for our non-binary siblings that confront the sin of a societally created system of oppression of binary genders in which our non-binary siblings are erased from our world in subtle and overt ways in the way that they are addressed. What chains is Christ breaking in our current context within this text? Shortly after the night I was forced out of the closet to my family, I was in a car accident. The roads were icy, and a few days before Christmas, the 17-year-old me did not really understand the impact of ice on roads living in Oklahoma. We don't always see ice and snow. As my car slid out of control, I remember a brief, powerful thought that I had to myself. 
Maybe this way is just better. Maybe the world would be easier without me in it. As a 29-year-old now looking back, I'm horrified because I know the joy that comes in that morning. And I know that in that moment, I would rather have faced death with a mask than live in my family's disappointment. I grew up in the Assemblies of God Church, and I knew that I was anathema to my church, to my family, and to God. It has taken years of confronting embedded theologies in seminary to recognize that parts of those theologies that I was broken or not enough still dug into my soul like a cancer, telling me, you are sin. It took years of counseling, dissecting the whys, and attempting to understand the unknowable reason that queer people like me and unlike me strike such fear, hatred, and violence in some of God's other children. Years of work that lead me to this text today wondering, what does laying down my life for another actually mean? Surely it is not the moment I experienced in the car when I gave in to the temptation of non-existence for a brief moment. Surely it's not the moment any one of my queer siblings throughout the world that thought the world would be better without them in it. Surely not. But what if this commandment is not one of martyrdom or suicidal ideation or self-sacrifice of our very identities? What if it is a raw, queer, liberative message from the Holy of Holies saying, I have loved you before you even knew me. In you, in all of you, I am well pleased. What if it is the same God that came out of the closet to the world through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ that comes out in our own world through us? What if laying down queer lives means actually living authentically in the face of and despite oppression, in the face of those that would call us broken, and in the face of death itself? What can this be? A commandment by God and God's self ensuring that we do not relinquish our holy lives to the maws of death when society tells us that we are broken, and the only way to fix ourselves is to deny who God created us to be. Friend, wherever and whenever you are, we are separated by miles and minutes, and yet I know in every fiber of my essence that you are loved holy, by the holy and your authentic life lived out in response to God's commandment in the first letter of John is love, it is power, peace, and it is wholeness. The world needs the healing balm that is your authenticity. 
when it's safe to be, the holy calls each of us to truly be. For the reign of the holy on earth as it is in heaven depends on it. I invite you to take a moment to center yourself. And in the brief space of silence following, I invite you to take a moment to focus your attention on your breath. As you inhale and exhale. And as your ability and senses enable you, I invite you to call attention to the ground beneath you. The air around you. the sounds or sights that surround you and breathe through these words of the Bikrot Hashahar Queer Morning by Dory Midnight and Randy Farash Stewart. Blessed are you, awakener, life of all worlds, who removes sleep from my eyes and slumber from my eyelids. Blessed are you, generous creatrix, who stretches forth the earth upon the waters. Blessed are you, sacred flame, who illuminates and shines upon everyone and everything. Blessed are you, holy fashion designer, who delights in the way we dress ourselves as altars. Blessed are you, liberation worker, who moves us to stretch and expand towards freedom. Blessed are you, divine apple orchard, who delights in my delight and is praised by my pleasure. Blessed are you, nameless and infinite, who made us in your image and reminds us that all bodies are sacred and they are holy. Blessed are you, wings of gold, who crowns my people, all people, with splendor. Blessed are you, holy breath, who fills me with this gift every day. Blessed are you, abundance, who helps me remember I have everything I need. Blessed are you, the way, who meets me where I am. Blessed are you, source of life, who I draw on for strength and who reminds me that rest is a sacred act. Blessed are you, fabulous one, who loves me just as I am. Blessed are you, weaver of being, who shaped the human being with wisdom, making for us all the openings and vessels of the body. It is known that we are miracles and all bodies are miracles. Blessed are you, you of many names, for revealing infinite paths of healing. Amen.